You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Ian, look at this. What, it's a police box. What on earth are you doing here? Hey, these things are usually on the street. I feel it. I feel it, you feel it? Faint vibration. It's alive. Earth Station Who, a fun mashup celebrating nearly 50 years of the Doctor Who universe. Hold tight. You never know where the TARDIS is going next. You're probably a bit confused right now. I broke the glass. It's all come back to me. This. What is this? That's my ship. What? Let me take it from the top. Hello. I'm the doctor. I'm a traveler in space and time. And that thing buried down there is called a TARDIS. Time and relative dimension in space. You're gonna love this. Hey there, everybody, and welcome Facebook Live. And we are actually up on YouTube Live also. This is Earth Station Who, and we are talking about the 50th anniversary of the Master. And we are also doing this as a special event for Virtual Hulanta 2021. Woo! So yeah. we are doing everything tonight. This is just pretty awesome, and we've got a great crew to talk all about the Master. Let's, of course, start with our regulars, Mr. Mike Gordon. Howdy! Ms. Mary Ogle. Hi, everybody. It is fantastic to be here. And Alan is, you know, here also. And, of course, Alan Seiler is always great to have you. <laughs> and Alan is here, too. And Alan is here, too. <laughs> and Alan's here. And, like, Alan guy. You know, he's, he's part of the network now, so it's just like he's family. So it's <laughs> it's definitely true. So welcome, sir. Thank you so much. Pleasure to be and, here. And welcome for the very first time, Dave Chapman. Thank you, sir. Hello. And you're coming all the way from uh, Central Canada, basically. Western Canada. Western even Canada. Even further. Oh, even I further. I can see, if there wasn't a building in the way, I could see the, the Rocky Mountains. Oh, wow. Okay. That far west. You are so far west, you know, you, you beat the planes out of the way. So it's perfect. So that's awesome, man. <laughs> um, it's going to be a lot of fun to talk about the show tonight and... The Master is, you know, now a mainstay with Doctor Who. And it's always interesting. We've had nine incarnations of him slash her on, you know, Doctor Who on the show. But we had even more if you go by Big Finish. So it's going to be very interesting to talk about that tonight. And, you know, of course, we want to hear from you guys on Facebook. So please feel free. Join in the conversation. Um, we'll take little breaks during this, the recording to talk about, you know, read your comments up on the air so we can comment on it. And then also, of course, we are going to be talking all about it, you know, just in general. And, you know, this will also be out as a regular podcast and then also part of Hoodlanta. We're going to be everywhere. Oh. Damn it. <laughs> We're doing our best to put our Earth Station Who footprint anywhere. And for folks at home, please leave feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Feedback at EarthStationWho.com is always the best way to get in touch with us. We also have a great Facebook group. And also, you know, we have an Instagram as ESO Network. 
And we also have a Twitter, and we also have all these other social media things I don't even know about. So it's it's pretty cool. So, you know, social media, it's out there, you know. But it's awesome, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey stuff. So it's kind of cool. So we've been talking about, you know, promoting ourselves now long enough. Let's jump in with both feet. Master is 50 this year. Started in 1971 and was brought in at the beginning of... Pertwee's second season of Doctor Who and you know basically they already seemed to have an established relationship already had to seem to know each other and so the Doctor already knew who the Master was and it was awesome and Roger Degato was amazing as the first Master and you know my understanding is, is that he was their first choice. Uh, when uh, Barry Letts and Terrence Dick created the character, um, Barry Letts had one man in mind, and that was uh, Delgado. That is awesome. They chose well. Oh, very much so. And that's the cool thing about it is they basically, you know, when I think of the master, you know, my first master that I saw was the burnt-up master, during the, you know, <laughs> door, you know during I'm sorry. Deadly Assassin. Oh, no, no, and... no, no. Mine's worse. The first time I ever really saw the Master in action was Eric Roberts. Oh, oh. oh. oh dude. <laughs> oh. Oh. But, oh, we but did you, you dress drink. for the occasion? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Man, that's oh. that's awesome. I'm sorry, Mike. I am really, really but, sorry. But you had nowhere to go. No, but I was going to say, exactly. it got better. <laughs> yeah, it, well, it couldn't help but be better. That's funny as heck. So I was going to go around and ask, who was your first master? So Mike already answered was Eric Roberts. Alan, what about you? The very first Doctor Who I ever saw was the original broadcast of The Five Doctors on November oh. 23rd, 1983. So, Anthony Ainley was my original master. Oh, awesome. Awesome, awesome. What about you, Mary? Roger Delgado. I, uh, and I still love Roger Delgado. He's still my favorite master. He's, he's who I judge everyone by. It, mm -hmm. But but Missy is very close. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I could. Michelle Gomez was amazing. Awesome. Mm -hmm. And she took it to a whole nother level of crazy. So it's even better. <laughs> yeah. Dave, what about you? Technically for me, it would have been John Sim. I came into the, the fandom a little bit later. Oh, really? Interesting. So, yeah. So I've, I've, I've gone back it, since then. Not, I, I haven't covered nearly as many doctors as many people have. Um, so I have seen a little, you know, Delgado is is more what I've seen as far as the older stuff. Um, I'm very certain because it's been a very long time since I saw any of the third Doctor stuff. So I think I saw Emily doing it as well. But yeah, it, my co-host again. <laughs> <laughs> see, see, folks, it's a cat video. Make us popular. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I, and, and I am not, not a cat. Master. I'm a lawyer. Exactly. <laughs> wait, wait, a cat. Same, same thing. Isn't that a Bond villain, not the master? <laughs> you know, usually has to be <laughs> so get you gadgets. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, but it's pretty awesome because, you know, mine was, of course, the burnt up master, but then Ainley, 
you know, because I was watching an order at that time. And, you know, when Tremus became the master, it was just like, oh, that is awesome. Because I had seen pictures of Delgado, and but I had never seen any of the third Doctor stories at that time. So I thought, you know, and Ainley chewed up every scene that he was in the whole time he was the master. So it was, it's pretty awesome. And, you know, it, it's neat because the master is literally, you know, Moriarty to Sherlock Holmes being and the Doctor, and they're they are the perfect foil, and but the Master's schemes are so destined to fail almost every time. <laughs> but some of them are pretty obvious, <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, they're pretty yeah. bonkers. But I, I but also I think it's even more than Moriarty because there seems there always seem to be some sort of very deep connection between the Doctor and the Master mm-hmm. that I always really like. Some sort of we don't know if it's friend or family or, or what exactly it is. But it, it really lends uh, just an interesting air of uh, mystery and a, and a, just a deeper connection to the two characters. No, most definitely. And that's what makes it interesting is because there is a bond there. Either they were school chums or their relatives. Mm-hmm. I know if Ainley hadn't passed away, they were going to write a storyline that they were brothers, I think. Weren't they? I think that was one of the rumors that they were going on. There was a hint toward that at the end of Planet of Fire uh, in Davison, the last Davison's third season, um, when he's about to be burnt up yet again in a like a volcanic fire or whatever. Um, And he says, you would do this to your own. And then. ah!" (laughs) So there was a hint that he was about to say, you know, something very revelatory. And it's always, you know, been implied that it was a brother. Oh, of course. But they okay. they've, they said that they were at school together. So, you know, they they were pretty much, you know, school chums growing up, it seems. Right, exactly. And, you know, even Big Finish has gone into a little more that, you know, the school, when they were in school together and everything like that. But, you know, Big Finish is not canon. As I like to say, but de- depends on who you talk to, also. So, but it was. It they was did bring in with with the doctor with the night of the doctor. I mean, they when he was spouting off his different companions, a bunch of those were the big finish ones. So it's kind of canon. Well, they were pretty much all his big finish ones because by <laughs> yeah. by licensing, there can't be a mention of Grace or Chang Lee from the movie. Yeah. So they were all big finish characters that got mentioned. That makes sense. Which was nice. I, I, I love that. So. Um, yeah. Randy yes. Stewart over on Facebook already said that the master is the doctor's mother. So, okay. <laughs> you would do this to your own mother? <laughs> I mean, we don't know how many female incarnations he had before we met. Uh, That's true. Not exactly. I always, for season 13. Exactly. I always thought it was the master was the doctor's ex-wife, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because the way, you know, the way they talk to each other, treat each they other. Are, they are a bit like an old married couple. Oh, yeah. Well, certainly yeah. by the time that we have the, the, the relationship between the 10th doctor and uh, John, John Sim, Sims. right? John master, Sims. That seems very much, very intimate, very intimate. Well, exactly. And, you know, they were like... 
come on, don't don't die on me. Don't die on me. We can go. I can save you. We can be going through the universe together. And he's like, no. <laughs> That's something that, you know, an ex would say to the other. You know? <laughs> yeah, sure. But it was more, you know, they were the only two Time Lords in existence. At least they thought. Right. They were certain of right. that. And he didn't want to lose the only connection he had to his home. But the master, being who the master is, was like, this is my last chance to stick it to you. So, no, I will not. I will not live. Yeah. Especially because you want me to. No. So there. Exactly. So there. Exactly. I'm not going to live because you want me to. Goodbye. <laughs> but he also had a plan in place to, you know, Come back with all anyway. that nonsense with the ring and Lucy and the. Oh, Magic the Harry Potter and all that. Back, yeah. you know? I love lots of hand waving stuff. <laughs> God, that was so awful. <laughs> yeah, I, I was sure J.K. Rowling's wrote that part or something like that. <laughs> but you know, it was just it was interesting. It was just like no, no, the cult of you know master or whatever or whatever the president was called Saxon. Saxon, that's right, the cult of Saxon. So it was just like, yeah, I don't know, I don't know. Um, over on Facebook. A certain Barbara Ogle said, why does everyone have to be mothers, fathers, brothers, nieces, cousins, roommates? <laughs> Thank you, Spaceballs. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. Well, I mean, she's right. They don't. I mean, you don't. Yep. We're, we're always searching for that kind of family connection, but it doesn't have to be there. Yeah. No, exactly. And and it's, 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 I find it lazy writing. When all, you know, when when all of a sudden they decide to make two characters that have had a history together related, it's like you don't need it, and it's you know you're forcing this connection that doesn't have to be there. And it's just, actually more more interesting without it. I think, I think so too. Oh, yeah. exactly. Yeah. It would have been much more interesting if you know Vader and Luke were not connected. You know, I just <laughs> but. That's not here nor there. That's a whole nother episode. I am your father. Exactly. So I am your roommate. I'm, I'm your roommate's <laughs> brother's cousin. It wouldn't have worked so well, right? <laughs> yeah, it just it wouldn't have the emotional impact. So, but you know, it was interesting though because the master is always you know like especially when you start with Delgado and he was a gentleman a lot of times and um, you know he he was evil and he had his plots but he was civil and everything whereas you know when you got to Ainley he was just out there he was just like you know he was just nuts. I, yeah. I don't I don't see that at all I don't see him as being see the new series has this thing where they have painted the master as basically insane Right. And having been driven insane by the thing that happened to him when he was a kid. And uh, I don't think the dr either, oh, the drum beats. I don't think either Delgado or Ainley played him as insane. Now, uh, Ainley may have played him as a bit more of a like a cartoonish kind of evil, but I don't think he would ever portray himself as as a, a, a nutcase or anything like that. Not like uh, the instability that we saw in Sim. And, you know, the megalomania that we see in uh, uh, Sasha Dewan. Mm -hmm. Right. You know, and even even Missy had her sort of unbalanced sort of side to her. But I don't think that was ever in evidence in the in the classic series. So so basically what happened is we got Eric Roberts and that performance drove the master insane. 
Well, I mean, that's certainly a theory. <laughs> that would explain a lot. Well, the movie, just the performance. Right. Yes, exactly. And that kind of makes sense. No, I loved Ainley as the master. I thought Ainley was awesome. And I loved how they carried over with Ainley, like, the disguises and, mm-hmm. you know, and such. And it would be great. And they kind of tried to do that with the newest version of the master, you know, mm-hmm. when, he, you know, when they did his reveal and everything like that. My master plan, you know. Right. And, mm-hmm. you know, that was. That was highly that was successful. Awesome. That was really old school. You know, I mean, oh, I, and I think, it was. And I think actually the one thing that, you know, um, Stephen Moffat and since has done with the master is kind of bring them back to that because we didn't know who Missy was for the longest time until that was revealed. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. And the same thing with the second time John Sims is re- revealed. I mean, what an amazing reveal that was. I mean, it just came out of nowhere and really gave, I think John Sim a second life as the master that yeah. I think he really needed to have. His mm-hmm. yeah, his performance in those episodes was drastically different yes. than yes. his portrayal and the way the character was written in his David Tennant run, because he was he became sort of like the you know really crazy, really insane, super powered sort of weird thing where he's like you know eating a whole chicken super fast and he like flies like Iron Man and all this kind of ridiculous nonsense. But then he comes back in the, in the Capaldi uh, episodes and he's a very, very traditional master, a very Delgado type of master. He even starts in disguise and, you know, pulls the the rubber mask off of his face. And he's like, ha ha, I'm the master in, in very, very classic style. And his, his portrayal was very, you know, it wasn't the insane you know, master that we saw earlier, he was very measured and very uh, methodic. And he was, I just thought it was amazing. I was not a fan of John Sim as the master during David Tennant, but man, was Mm -hmm. he fantastic in those Capaldi episodes. I really like John Sim as an actor, um, especially his work on uh, um, Life on Mars, etc. And uh, I thought he was really done a disservice by his role as the master with the Tennant era, just because I'm like, this guy's really good. He could make a really good master if it was written better. And sure enough, he gets that shot. And, And I think at that time, too, with him playing off of Michelle Gomez... Um, was that the first time we ever had like master on master violence? Yes. Like oh, yes. <laughs> on, on television. Yes. Oh, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like it was, that was pretty, that was pretty awesome too. That was the first time we ever had a, a dual master story there. And that mm-hmm. was really cool. Mm-hmm. You could have called it the two masters. It would have been great. Yeah. You know? I mean, sure. If you didn't have all yeah. those Cybermen. <laughs> those creepy I mean, Cybermen. Does- yeah, John Sim has, has talked about how that is not how we wanted to play the master originally, and that he um, was pushed in that direction by RTD, and he didn't. He was kept being told that um, he needed to be more over the top, and that is that is not something that he agreed with. And so I think he he himself was very happy to have another chance to play that character in a different way. Right. Well, it's interesting too because you know Sim's doctor, or excuse me, the Sim's master was very, you know, like we said, during RTD's era, he was over the top. He was crazy most of the time. And they just did, it almost seemed like they were just putting him in there so they can have the master in there. But I thought he redeemed himself as a bad guy, you know, 
in the Moffat era. And it was him who brought back the Mondosian Cybermen. It was basically, he was the reason that they were created on that, on that space station. Right. And so it was really interesting because he gave him the technology and everything to, to do that to them. And he was, you know, the, he was the one experimenting on the people and creating the Cybermen out of it. But even even though that yeah, and even with the RTD era, when Derek Jacoby is re- is revealed as the master, I mean, it's not it's not your typical like you know face like you know cover mask like reveal, but it's a character reveal. It's like you it don't is. know who he is until you realize who he is, and you're like, oh man, this just got real now. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think and you have a lot of sympathy for him as a character before that yeah. happens. And that right. that quality about the master is probably like my my top thing that I love about the master, other than the fact that he makes people action figures. Um, but uh, um, I, I love the fact that he you know you just don't see him coming until it's too late, and then and it's too late to do anything about it. But the the, the thing is, uh, Derek Jacoby is such a master, pardon the pun, masterful actor. <laughs> That it basically was like a mask, an unmasking type of reveal yeah. because just the way he, the changes in his persona from going from Professor Yana to when he realizes who he is, is just, I mean, it's. Oh, it's insane. night and it's, day. It is. It, it, it's, it, it's, it's, it almost is like he rips off the mask. Right, and, right. It, exactly. Yeah. It's, it's like a metaphorical mask. <laughs> Yes, I know. That's awesome. (laughs) Well, it's it's interesting that we're talking about this. Um, Rob Levy actually uh, wrote, uh, Terrence Dick said at a con that the plan all along was to have him begin as a gentleman genius and devolve into a megalomaniac. Delgado was Mm -hmm. hesitant to do this, and had he lived, he probably would have been written out with Pertwee. Yeah, he would have. With the new series, they took this backwards and had him insane and then devolve into more of a Delgado, Ainley hybrid type character. Mm. I could definitely see that. I could definitely see that. And I also appreciate the fact that the, each incarnation of the Master is slightly different. Just like each kind of incarnation of the Doctor is slightly different. And yet there's still some traits that are that mm-hmm. carry through through all of them. Yeah, it's a tricky, oh, it's a tricky line so. to you know to to do, and I think they've done a great job with both both those characters. Oh yeah, very much so, and it's it's interesting because I would have loved to have seen more Derek Jacoby as the Master, and I know he's done stuff on Big Finish. You can hear more. But, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but to exactly. see him on the screen as the character, yeah, and it was he was he was he he was doing what Aintley did by eating all the scenery once he turned evil and you know and it was just awesome but at the same time he was so he he came across so deadly so just awful so bad um that five minutes or so that he's on screen as the master are absolutely riveting and then he regenerates into basically a, a photocopy of the way David Tennant portrays his doctor with the manic energy and, the, mm-hmm. you know, the youthfulness. And I just – I wish we had had at least mm-hmm. a season of Jacoby and mm-hmm. – I mean, nothing against Sim, you know, but I just, I just did not care for that master at all. Yeah. It would have been interesting because he would have been more playing like old series master – going up against David Tennant, which would have been real interesting yeah. to see. 
Well, it's, it's hard to have depth of character when, when it's that over the top. I mean, there's nowhere to go with that. Yeah. You can't explore that. It's just, it's just crazy. Whereas I think the master is more interesting as a sort of, you know, almost breaking bad type of character where he starts out, uh, you know, as a friend of the doctor who, who, for whatever reason, you know, some sort of event um, transforms him in, into, into something else, or at least leads him onto this path of, of evil. I mean, even if it's just like cynicism, just like nothing matters in the universe, and so nothing matters to me, so I'm just going to become an agent of destruction, mm-hmm. that's more interesting than just sort of over-the-top... Um, you know, evil without without any backstory, without any reason yeah, for evil it. Evil for evil's sake. Yeah. Right. What did you think of what Moffat was trying to do with Missy by reforming her? I was just about to say that. The the thing that I thought was so incredibly engaging about Missy is that so much of her motivation was that she wanted to reclaim that friendship that she had had with the doctor. I thought, I, first of all, I, th- I think that Michelle Gomez is a genius. I was going to describe her genius a different way, but she is, she is a genius. I just think she's an amazing actress, but the, the take on the character was so new and so refreshing. Uh, and I think it really rejuvenated yeah. the character and made it so much more uh, relatable. And I just thought it was phenomenal. Absolutely loved it. Yeah. I mean, right. it literally was groundbreaking. Um, I think if uh, Michelle Gomez doesn't do well as the master or as Missy, uh, we don't get Jody later. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely agree with that. Moffat definitely laid seeds toward that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, very much so. Like talking about the, the character of the Corsair who had been a, a female character um, incarnation yeah. before. And then with the Missy thing, that was all definitely pointing. And I was very much intentional with that. A female with the, doctor. Yeah. But the captain was definitely. Oh, very yeah. much so. But and then, it? of course, we got the captain of the guard on Gallifrey who regenerated with the gunshot and went from male right. to female and changed skin color too. So, you know, the door is open for most anything to happen with future regenerations, which I think is amazing. What was it? John Sims master was like, even going, what is this? The future's all female. Yeah. You know, it was like right there. It was just like, Oh, well we know what the, who the next doctor is going to be at the, after this. Mm-hmm. Not that we didn't know at that point, but you know, it was just, it was just mm-hmm. a neat line that was just thrown in there about (laughs) it was it was amazing and i would have loved to see even more missy and i still think she should come could come back i would love to see her with jody once again you can hear more on (laughs) bigfinish.com no they don't pay me anything or or, as mike pointed out uh, before we start recording you can read her her adventures Mm -hmm. right because she titan just put out that missy comic um yeah and uh and that's great uh yeah i mean she really um set the bar high oh very much so and and un- unfortunately you know sasha duan has started like after that and i don't know i think it kind of landed with a thud um uh with me anyway uh just because i think it went back to the crazy like as ellen was saying went to this crazy rage-filled master and then you know as 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 i don't know what chibnall's trying to do with the whole you know origin and uh you know everything like that with with how the doctor who the doctor is but with the master being caught up in that it just it just sort of diluted his character i felt a little bit Mm -hmm. i agree what dwelly feels like and and this 
gets reinforced by the fact that he wears a lot of purple suits. Yes, he feels like the Joker. very much so. I thought he started out really strong in the first, you know, at the at the end of the first episode that he was in, but then the, the second part, right out, you know, and then the fi- the final two parter of the season, it was just, you know, he was BS crazy and. Mm-hmm. It was, it, it was, I'm not going to curse. We're on Facebook live and they're, you know, you know <laughs> so it was just, you know, I think he was, I started not liking him and it was just like, this is, they built the master away from that. Moffat took the time to get away from that type of character. And then it almost felt like they took a step backwards. And that also then gets into my theory that he's the regeneration after the Sim Master and that Missy is after him. Mm-hmm. And it's so possible. It's that possible. can go out of order. Mm-hmm. Just evolution-wise, because Missy was pretty crazy when she first showed up, but then started, you know... Yeah, she, she, she oh, grows, she yeah. evolves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that was the hardest thing for me with that that change between the two was we had this sem- this Misty working towards redemption and then flipped back to just fat crazy. Right, right. It, it, mm-hmm. Sorry, it, it felt very much like you just took the last the entire last incarnation and threw it. Oh, exactly. Off in a corner, throw it out the yeah. window. But it, it's very regressive. I mean, there's if your villain doesn't have nuance, they're boring. <laughs> there's there's they 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 just feel like car cardboard. You know, it's hard to relate to them. It's and and that's how how I feel the current ma- master is. I mean, he's just. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to have an open mind <laughs> so that if he comes back in the in the next series, you know, we we see some differences. But if it's just going to be chick crazy all Watch the time, language. well, you know, <laughs> so sorry. Got to feel like Captain so America what? now. <laughs> so what? You know, <laughs> someone has to be exactly. <laughs> I think. I think, yeah, you're right. I think you're right. I think the other thing that kind of hurts too is that, you know, um, casting, not only putting a great actor or actress in the role is, is, is paramount, but also you have to have, they have to have a chemistry with the person who's playing the doctor. And uh, unfortunately, I don't think Sasha and Jody have a lot of great chemistry. The scenes when they're on screen together just don't click with me. There's not that electricity that I see. And, um, and that's, I think, unfortunate too. And that's what I love so is much that, about. Uh, it, Go ahead, sorry. So, is that the chemistry between the performers, or is that just the way that master is written? Well, look, I think I, I think you could argue that some of the. I mean, we've already talked about you know John Sim and and David Tennant, and even though I didn't really care for that portrayal of the master, I thought the two of them had some pretty good chemistry together. Um, and every time, like you know, Alien Delgado were facing their doctors. I didn't feel like some of them are not written very well. Their plots are really like insane and crazy. It don't make any sense sometimes. And yet when they're on screen together, you can feel the tension. You can feel the connection between them. And so I do think that it, it there, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. So I don't know. I don't want to blame Sasha. I don't want to say, you know, he's not rising above it because quite frankly, you know, and I've said this before, I feel that with all, almost everybody who's in, the current season is not, you know, rising above the material, and 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 I don't blame them for that. 
And that's one of the things that I think makes the Pertwee era so special is that the sort of electricity between him and Delgado is, you know, it, I mean, it's, it's so palpable. You mm-hmm. feel the connection between them and it's, it's electrifying. I think they're both incredible performers. And I think that they're, the connection between their characters is so obvious. It, it just feels genuine when you see it on screen. Mm-hmm. Had they, and it, know- and it, le- it levels up the menace, I think. Alan, I don't, I don't pretend to know the history here. Do you know if Delgado and Pertwee had worked together before? If that, maybe that's why Bet, um, Barry Letts like wanted so. him so bad. I think they had. Okay. Uh, I don't think that had anything. They did, yeah. I don't think that had anything to do with Letts hiring him, but I think that they had. Gotcha. Uh, I'm sure they had. I don't remember when, though. Gotcha. No, no, I just, because it seemed <laughs> like it was really like, I think we mm-hmm. watched the first episode with them, and I'm like, wow, there's an instant connection here, and I mean, that's great if it if it happens, you know, and you're taking the chance, but if you already know that two actors right. have chemistry, you're like, okay, that fits. But you know what's interesting is that he was, um, he was introduced in Terror of the Autons, which is the first story of right. season seven, the second, or eight, yeah. sorry, um, and uh, that also introduces Joe Grant, who comes in, and you immediately feel a connection with her. It also introduces, and this kind of gets forgotten sometimes, but it also introduced Captain Yates, who walks in, and everybody around him knows who he is. He's not like he's new to the audience, but he's not new to any of the other characters. They all know, oh, this is Captain Yates, you know, from down the hall or whatever. And those relationships feel so genuine and so immediate that you don't even question it. If you if you only saw Terror of the All Times and you didn't see the stuff leading up to it, you would not know that Captain Yates hadn't been around before then because they sell it so well and he plays it so well and the connection between the actors just seems so genuine. So I think that whole story oh, did that successfully. So. And it was interesting because any other time the master appears with later doctors, it's always the ma- the masters, the evil, tw- you know, mustache twirling villain. Delgado's master, like I said earlier, was the gentleman. He was always very, you know, civil to the companions, and you know, you know, he of course he didn't really want to, you know, be around them or anything. But he wasn't like you know a jack off or anything to. Joe Grant or even you know it was just or even there was a period that in I think it was the time monster or something like that where he had his own companions where he was working as the scientist in the office in the offices and he had his own people that and you know they were respecting him because they didn't know he was the master they thought he was just this he he was a doctor not the doctor but a doctor you know yeah (laughs) And that's one thing that I wish we got more of is the master with a companion. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we, we saw that in um, that really awful 30th anniversary special that they did the little crossover with um, uh, the soap opera. Oh, I'm blanking on the name. Was it, um, was it but, you know, Street, was it? Um, no, no, no. Uh, uh, binary, show, uh, non-binary other character. He said, thank you. I don't know why I couldn't think of that. Um, and, and the, uh, it was the Ronnie, and she had her little boy toy companion. Um, I would love to see, you know, if we get Sasha for another season or two, I would love to see a companion character and maybe see 
what kind of character Ronnie. it is that willingly travels Randy with the master Ronnie. and sees the things that the master does. Yeah. Does that character go along with those things? Does does the character help? Does the character start to question why am I helping this stuff happen? You know, yeah. I, I don't. I think it would be really fascinating to see. In fact, I wouldn't mind seeing a whole season that was focused on the master with the doctor coming in. You know, on occasion. Let's just have a spinoff. It was interesting series. though because I, I you know, I. I was like, when I first saw the Ronnie, I was like, oh, please don't make her the master's right, assistant exactly. or anything. She was too strong of a character for that. But it her was miniature play with Michelle Michelle Lopez, too. I never know what they could have <laughs> you know, been thinking. And, you know, I don't, I think it was good to introduce the Ronnie with the master in it, but I'm glad they went solo with her second appearance. The master was not even involved. No, he the master will take who he can manipulate. I love that one because she's so haughty and so dismissive of both the master and the doctor as just being beneath her and, yeah. and you know, not worthy of her time or attention. I think she was a smashing character, especially in that first story. And people keep talking about bringing her back in the new series. And I just don't know how it would work, especially now that we've had a Missy and I'm sure we will have a Missy in the future. You know, I don't know. Mm. I mean, I guess the Ronnie could come back as a male character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, no reason. Ronnie. Not to. Yeah. Right. <laughs> exactly. It's possible. Right. I, uh, it is interesting, that though, Alan, the master about that, too, about the Master having a companion, <laughs> especially with New Who. It's been really drilled in our heads that the Doctor needs a companion in order <laughs> to stay grounded, uh, in order to not go on power trips. And mm-hmm. I'm wondering if the Master got a <laughs> companion, it's like, oh, is that the problem? Like, then he then he would, he or she would be fine? Like, they would, they would, uh, they yeah, would be. It's possible. Uh... <laughs> and th- I think that would be really interesting to see what, what effect the companion would have on the Master as well. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. But the, the <laughs> difference is the Doctor always picks an essentially good person to be the companion, ah, yeah, right. the master would not select in that, <laughs> you know, in that way. <laughs> that would not be the master's criteria. Oh, very much so. Right, and if they and if they try to get out, of, if they try to get out of line, he'll just yeah, hypnotize them to do his bidding. So, or <laughs> yeah, or that. Well, that was great. You know, like when Missy was traveling with Clara, <laughs> and you know, and it was in the yeah. Dalek story, and it was just like. You know, she she was completely manipulating oh, Clara okay. the whole time. That's what I I would be mm-hmm. feeling like if the master or Missy had a companion. It would probably I'd feel the same way. Sure, but as long as they're not uh, hypnotized and as long as they have their own sense of Especially free will, Miss, how long would that companion continue to do that? Mm-hmm. Would they, you know, get sick of <laughs> the evil and and break away? Would they get tired of the evil not? benefiting them in some way and you know go off in a huff i don't know I, I think it would be a fascinating exploration and would the master start to develop feelings for that companion and mm-hmm. uh, you know, and not just to use that person for gain but yet yeah. all of a sudden like really be willing to sacrifice uh himself or herself for that companion that would be you know yeah Way too much. No, exactly. Oh my yeah. God, I'm showing Sorry, emotion. Sir. Either that, or it would just turn into <laughs> Pinky in the brain. So you know, it pretty much. 
And that's kind of what I fear with this is it, it I mean, when Eric Roberts and Chang Lee, awesome. there was very much a just straight manipulation. I always said Chang Lee oh, was, sure. mas- was the master's companion, not the doctor's. But with the right. more insane versions of, of the master that we've got, would that just turn into, you know, again, the Joker or, or 60s Batman style, where you've got supervillain master and a couple of just rando thugs as his companions? <laughs> Right. Companion and, number and one. Chang Lee, right. And Chang Lee is the closest that we've gotten on television to the right. thing that I'm talking about, but it was only for a single story. And I, I would love to see that explored further. Yeah. yeah, that's a good idea. I'd love to see that too. I don't know. If, I don't know if Big Finish has done that, but if they, if they haven't, they should. They are with, the, with <laughs> ironically also with Eric Roberts, uh, with his master <laughs> set that just came out, he has a com- straight up new companions. Oh, so wow. Okay. They've, they've gone very much a, they have got, turned him into a doctor's <laughs> storyline there. Would you want to see more multi-master stories on TV? Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Especially oh, yeah. if Missy is going to be there. <laughs> exactly. That's my one, that's my one criteria. As long as Missy is <laughs> well, there, I I'm in. I just got done yeah. listening earlier today to Masters on uh, Big Finish, mm-hmm. and Michelle Gomez stole the show on that completely, and oh, yeah. it, she blew everybody else out of the water. Sorry, fans of the other masters, it, mm-hmm. it just wasn't even close. And it was yeah. it was a lot of fun, but the storyline was that the John Sim master finally won, and this is just how it starts. So I'm not spoiling anything, folks. Um, and Missy was not invited to this. And she kind of like rains on everyone's parade on it. And it's awesome. That would be an and interesting it, exploration. It is really fun. And so, you know, definitely check it out if you get a chance. And also, of course, if you get, um, of course, they have the big the comic book by our friends over at Titan Comics. Um, number three actually is coming out this week. So it's, you know, wow. very much worth checking out. And it's interesting because she's meeting past incarnations of herself in that too. So, ah, very nice. So, but it was interesting. But I did love the chemistry between her and John Sim. It was awesome on mm-hmm. the on the TV, mm-hmm. and you know, and mm-hmm. I loved how they played off of each other. And you know, Rob mm-hmm. Snavely over on the Facebook Live was actually you know asking about that. What about Michelle's master and John's master trying to coexist in the same timeline and everything? Mm-hmm. You know, they were each trying to outdo each other. The timeline's not big enough no. for two masters. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm curious what, it, like, going forward, you know, because I think the master has been somewhat limited, as we've just kind of talked about, as far as exploring him or her as a character. What else would you like to see of the master um, later on? I think that will depend a little bit on what they're doing with the 14th doctor and, or because there's no guarantee it's a 14th doctor, Ruth, the, the, the fugitive doctor, right? Because we kind of speculated that maybe Dwali's master is kind of out of sync, right? He came before Gomez, but we also don't know where this fugitive doctor fits in that timeline. So that could, that would very much change, you know, with her kind of, I'm happy to threaten someone with a gun, very hard character. What would a master be opposite that? 
right. you have to get almost back to a third doctor kind of scenario where they have this more genial uh, relationship because they'd have to. Yep, totally makes sense. I think that, I think, yeah, I think she would eat. <laughs> oh, in her heart, literally. <laughs> like just, yeah, just, just rip him. Yeah. So I think that's a big, where would the master go is really hard to answer without knowing where the doctor's going to go. Well, that was actually when I hate looking at fan theories and everything like that, that the fugitive doctor is from an alternate reality. And maybe this master is also that it's not. Chib Nall has already said she is not from an alternate reality. Darn. I was trying to make this work <laughs> first. And I wanted to make this Sorry. Come on. I Sorry. really wanted to make he it hasn't work. Said, he hasn't said what she is, but he has said that the one thing that she isn't. It does seem like he's got a plan. So Although I, I will say that if you watch Lost, they said over and over and over and over that the characters were not in purgatory. And yeah. what happened in the finale? It was it's purgatory. purgatory. Damn it. <laughs> so, but yeah, it's there's so much, you know, that I'd love to see for the master. Do I want to see the master written better? Yes, because I think it's crap writing of it right now. It's lazy writing of the master right now. It's easy to make the master BS crazy and, you know, uh, you know, become the Joker. I don't want to see that. The master is too good of a character not to explore yeah, better. And the act, the actor they have playing it is, good. is too good. He's a great actor. Yeah, I mean, that that's the thing. There's still... This isn't like a washed up character. There's still so much you could do with this character, with this storyline. Why why just go off in, into, you know, something that's that's so cardboard that that you don't have anywhere else to go? And you know, why not explore add some nuance, Chibnall, for a change. <laughs> All right. Have have any of y'all seen yes. Scream of, of the Shalka? Yes. yes from 2003 okay so for any audience who hasn't seen that go watch it it's a it's a uh, animated thing from 2003 it was for the show's 40th anniversary the intention was that it was going to be the reboot of doctor who uh, and that was right before the bbc proper announced we're relaunching doctor who and with christopher eccleston and all the kind of stuff this was the ninth doctor and it was to, to continue the series anyway the thing that they do with the master in that story is so fascinating and had the series continued we would have seen more of that and and gotten an exploration of why the master was in that situation and uh, that's the kind of thing that you can do with the master you know something completely left field that you don't expect and then explore why the master and they kind of did that a little bit with uh when uh the in season 10 when missy was in the vault mm-hmm. and you didn't know why she was in the vault you didn't even know who was in the vault for the right. longest time um so you know it wasn't as uh, an extreme an example as uh what the, they did with the master in scream of the shalka but um man i was looking forward to seeing more of where they were taking that and then, of course, the BBC, you know, launched the TV show. So that ended the Richard E. Grant, you know, doctor on BBC right. I. So anyway, but go look for it. It's great. It's not a great episode, but the master in it is 
really, really mm-hmm. interesting. Hmm. Yeah. It would be very interesting to see. It'd be cool if they could bring that master back or uh, or incarnation like that. Because that, that incarnation mm-hmm. was very much like Delgado's master in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. And so they even drew him looking mm-hmm. like Delgado almost. But a little more point, like a mix yeah. between Ainley and Delgado, which was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. So definitely worth checking out. So we have like 15 minutes left of this. Um, where do you want to see this go? Do you want to see the master come back in the next season or be involved in the 60th anniversary? Yeah. Definitely for the anniversary. Uh, I would lay money that Just that's what all this stuff is, 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 is paving the road toward the 60th anniversary. All this timeless child stuff and all this yeah. master destroys Gallifrey stuff. That's all leading toward the 60th. So we will definitely see. So do you think they will bring Gallifrey Sasha. back again in the 60th? Of course. <laughs> I mean, is that, is that what happens every anniversary? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah, either that or Thanos will snap his fingers and you know, it'll be back again. We only lost half the time, <laughs> Half of them are Cybermen now and you know the rest are the rest you know, are dust. Still... But... Exactly. I, I can just see Diwali pulling pulling a, a mock Thanos. I am inevitable. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> No, it was, you know, the thought of them turning the Time Lords into Cybermen just was like, again, lazy, you know? And it's just like, please say you have something planned for this. Please say something, you know? But I'm I'm focusing more on, right now, the Master and what a great character he is and... You know, it's going to be interesting. You know, it would be awesome. Missy shows up next season. Missy, you know, or, you know, halfway through. And it's like, you know, I'm not the master you were expecting, Mm-mm. you know, or something or like that. Even if they don't bring Missy back. I mean, I think Sasha could do a lot with that character if you just gave him some decent mm-hmm. writing to go along with it. I don't mm-hmm. I, I don't think we have to bring I mean I love Missy, don't get me wrong. But I think you can do interesting things with with the master, even without her without mm-hmm. bringing her back. I just hate hate to see that character fall flat in the way I think it is now. Yeah, because I don't think I mean, you know, sometimes we roll our eyes at some of the characters that keep coming back and coming back and coming back. But um I don't feel that way about the master. It's like, I, I get, um, you know, it is more sort of like Holmes and Moriarty. Like there's just that connection, that, mm-hmm. that conflict between them is always when it's done well, of course, but is, is always the most interesting one to me. Um, and uh, that's why when I grew up, you know, growing up, I, I bought like every Batman Joker story I could buy because those two, it seemed like had that relationship that, um, you know, some of the other stories were good too, but those are the ones that I, I always collected and I always read over and over again. And uh, I think the same, I'm, I'm surprised it took as long as it did for them to create a master type character, but I'm so glad that when they did, you know, Roger Delgado was the guy that they got, that got that job, that first job. Um, 
I seem to recall, and maybe, uh, you know, I'm remembering incorrectly, but I seem to recall us watching, was it a second Doctor story when they kind of implied that there was a master-like character? Yeah, it was the mind robber. Yes, and that's the, right. The, the human villain that was enslaved to the computer yeah. was called the master. In in the, I think the novelization, it was called the master of reality master of fiction something gotcha. um but on screen it was just called the master and you know because who knew that they were going to come up with a character called the master sure sure, sure. a couple well, of seasons exactly. later right. but there was also right. you know talk that maybe the monk was an early version of the master too sure and the the war chief in yeah. the war games could have been a a, 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 a early exactly. master right so, so you, know, you had all these like sort of like yeah. remaster, yeah, yeah proto masters, right? right? <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. So I'm glad they finally you know created that and clicked. And uh, you know, like I said, I, I I'm I'm hoping I would love to see the master you know involved with the anything that's big that's happened to the Doctor. So yes, for the 60th, <laughs> sure, you know, because uh, the master was was ob- I don't want to say obviously missing from the 50th because the 50th was amazing. But um, it would be nice to see, like, okay, 60th, you know, no dialects this time. <laughs> Let's go with the master. <laughs> no, I, I would be fine with that. I think that would be amazing having, you know, have multiple masters being the vil- the villains for the 60th anniversary. And that they have to, yeah. the do- they have, to oh, have yeah. multiple doctors to take on multiple masters. Well, how cool would it have been, like, in the 50th, you know, when you get that brief shot of all the doctors together, you know, including the eyebrows of the one that's to come, right? That's awesome. Like, a moment like that, celebrating all the portrayals of the Master would be, I mean, it would blow our minds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. definitely think that would be that would be amazing to see, you know, all the Masters standing all together on a planet, you know. You know, <laughs> hey, you know, CGI, you can do anything nowadays. Sure, sure. So, you know, right. if they brought back Tarkin for, you know, a Star Wars movie, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, that leads in the whole other question of whether or not you'd like to see the like, footage yeah. or CG yes. or other actors or, you know, it gets well, kind of You just have to make know, it crazy, like a brief Whatever the cameo. best way to do it would yeah. be. Yeah. yeah, something like, I think, yeah, something like that would be. Uh, but But it would show that because I think you know, apart from, you know, Missy and John Sim working together, I think there's this sort of disconnect with the Masters that we don't all really feel like it's been the same character sometimes. Um, or at least they don't approach it as like it's the same character. And um, it would be nice to see some sort of storyline or some sort of through line between all, that connects them all. Well, I, I think the disadvantage there is that you always you see every bit of the Doctor, including sure. his transition into the next body and you never see that with the master you only see snapshots of you know who knows what he or she gets up to when they're not you know confronting the doctor you got to see it when you got to see well no i mean you got got to you got to see the you know what's the melkor steal a body (laughs) but it's not like a continuation of a, a you know, a proper incarnation to the next oh, one. Oh, um, Yano to you know? John Sim. One. Okay. okay. <laughs> but again, it's not. But okay. Okay. But again, it's not. 
it's not the master. He, he doesn't even know he's the master until That's 30 right. seconds before he becomes yes. John Sim. Yeah. You're not you're not following no, a through line. Not. It's right. again, it's a snapshot. So <laughs> I win. You're, you're both right. right. <laughs> you both exactly. win. Everyone gets a Everyone right. winner. <laughs> you're a winner. You're all winners. <laughs> That's awesome. No, and that's you know, and that's the great thing about doing, you know, doing the master is the master though does you know the only time we saw the master like not know who he she was was with pres with uh, Professor Yano, but every other time it's like the master regenerates more smoothly than the doctor does, obviously, you know because. Well, How do you know that? Do you, Why do you, you know, say that? The, the doctor always is like, you know, sleeping for half the episode or something, you know. You don't know that the master does that. But you do that. see, like, other Gallifreyans, when they regenerate, they're up and going and like, okay, yeah. True, true. And that is a, a weird inconsistency. Uh, you know, you can always say that the doctor always regenerates at a moment of crisis. And so, you know, it, it is going to scramble him. But uh, that did not happen to the uh, the, the the guard, the chief guard, well, even, whatever. Well, even Romana, uh, in, look at you know she. Would, oh, but that but see that wasn't in uh, a moment true. of crisis. That was her deciding. I think I'm going to regenerate today. Let's see what form <laughs> I'll take. Exactly. It was. It, maybe it was a. Maybe it was a. A moment of fashion crisis. <laughs> oh wow! Those could be pretty. Serious. We know that. We know that. Um, the other thing I'd like to see, though, is I'd like to see because they've throughout the history they've played with the the Doctor's name and why that character is associated with the name of the Doctor, what that means, you know, as far as the the definition of what a Doctor is, how his character is. I'd like to see that applied to the Master as well. I don't think that's ever really been uh, d developed as far as like why is he called the Master? What makes him like what makes him the Master? Why? Why is he called that, and and why does he live up to that name, or how does he live up to that name? Yeah, I don't feel like it's less. Yeah, it's kind of self-explanatory. Well, I think. it would be beautiful if he named himself, right? Like, I'm sure he did. I am sure. So, but, we, yeah. but yeah, that's like, that's the thing. We don't know that, and that would be that's that true. would be that would be awesome to like. He he is a self-proclaimed master, right? That wasn't his name initially, and he 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 took that name for himself, and that. That would be perfect. You're right, but it would be nice to see that implemented in well, the, the it show. Would. Well, sure, but you know, here's the thing: if you if you want to take over the universe, you are not going to do that if you're called <laughs> Jim Bob, you know, or something like that. You have got to have a name that be tells people who you are. You know? Exactly. Even the Time Lord, when they, you know, he came to warn the Doctor that the Master was on Earth, and basically he said, you know. You know, he goes by the name of the master now. And so, so, you right. know, so obviously right. he gave himself that name. And it, it would be interesting, you know, if he was like sitting around a lab on Gallifrey, what should I call <laughs> myself when I leave? You know, you know, <laughs> exactly. Right. You know, and, you know, so it, it was interesting to see. There's so much they could do with the character, and there's so much. And, you know, we don't need to know the history. I don't want to know the history of the Doctor. I don't care, you know, you know anything before the Hartnell era, where he came from, what, you know. 
I know. Oh, I know. I know. <laughs> Trust me. I know. It's all really coming, man. Oh, it is. <laughs> okay. Right. We're running out of time. It's almost 9 o'clock, and so we got about a minute or so left. Anyone have any final thoughts they want to bring up before we get out of here? Wow. <laughs> Tom Hiddleston oh. for the master. Ooh. I don't think he can take the pay cut. I don't know. <laughs> oh, well, no. They would never be able to get him, but I would oh, I think he would be amazing. Helen Mirren for the master. <laughs> oh, that would be awesome. Ooh, that yeah. would be very cool to see. I'm, I'm all for that. So definitely would love to hear from you guys at home. Please write us at feedback at ourstationwho.com. And definitely we've got you know, to thank the folks over at Hulanta. Thank you for having us participate in your wonderful virtual event this year. Alan, thank you for being the soul of Doctor Who in Atlanta. It's pretty awesome. Oh, wow. That's that's a title oh, to be and, given. You, know, you have to live up to it now. So no, no pressure. <laughs> yeah. We're no not going to you know, really. make you, you live up thank to you, that. Thank you, man. It's, it's awesome, dude. Okay. We just love it. And, you know, and thank you, thank you. Um, do you want to promote your other podcast real quick that you're on? Uh, I am part of the Earth Station One network. I am on a, a Star Trek podcast called Earth Station Trek. You'll never, ever figure out where we got the title for that. No clue. <laughs> um, we, yeah, we release our episodes on Mondays. Um, we're a brand new one. We've just this coming week, we're going to be doing our 20th episode, and it is going to be. It is gonna. We're gonna. We're gonna discuss the twentieth episode of oh, every series. Oh, wow! Ooh. Yeah. Now keep in mind, some of the series yeah, have not that. reached twenty episodes yet. So. <laughs> yeah. Right. So that's that's awesome, man. And you can definitely find them part of the ESO network and find them at esonetwork.com or just they're up on Apple and I think all the other media players. So definitely oh, yeah. check them out. They're everywhere. everywhere. But you also do a music. Um, blog type thing also sunday sunday nights i do a uh youtube sort of music talk show um we have covered i've had guests on we've covered lots of different topics we did a special on the grammys we've done uh the next one we have coming up is going to be sort of talking about the history of saturday night live oh, musical dude, guests that's awesome we, yeah. we cover all kinds of things that is awesome that is awesome if I could just find some way to work Doctor Who into it, it'd be perfect. You just have to interview. You have to interview you Murray Gold. Come on, you could get him on the show. I did try to get in touch with uh, Sega Nakanola. Didn't did not have any success at it, and I tried for a long time to get Murray Gold as a guest at Hulanta. Wow, he's a hard fish oh, to reel definitely. in. Yeah. Of course, that's understandable. Dave, thank you, my friend. Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Yeah, you're now part of us, so you're, we're, no you're, we're not getting rid of you too quickly. <laughs> one of us. One so of anything us. you want to promote real quick or talk about? Uh, as always, you can see my theradhole.ca is my website. We review board games, role-playing games, basically anything tabletop, uh, columns, Kickstarter, spotlights, you name it. Uh, and for the Doctor Who stuff specifically, theradhole.ca slash who. Exactly. Uh, all of our uh, Doctor Who game links are there. And you're also... Fr- and there'll be a link to this show there as well. Yay! That's even better. <laughs> and you're also a frequent <laughs> contributor to the Traveling TARDIS. Legend of the Traveling TARDIS. Exactly. Yes, sir. In fact, I just got off literally 
not even a half hour before this episode, I was over there talking. Uh, so that is dedication. That all is, the, you know, either that or, all or night. insanity. All streaming all you night. Know. So if you want him to do anything after this show tonight, you, he's available now. So folks, so definitely check him out. Right. Alan, you don't, you, you do anything, you know, you got, got a Star Trek show to come out. <laughs> <laughs> Well, actually, the thing that we're recording right now is exactly the time slot that I record my podcast with my co-host. So, no. <laughs> the the boss in the square next to me told me, "You know what? You're going to do the master thing tonight. You instead of your own." Remember that. Trick exactly. Right. Exactly. Right on. Exactly. exactly. See, I got to share something with Mel Brooks. It's awesome. So, and of course, let's thank our regulars, <laughs> Mary Ogle. Thank you, my oh, dear. Thank you. What a great topic to talk about. This was fantastic. Oh, and we were worried because we had talked about the master a couple years back. And I think we actually did it for Hulanta last time also as a panel. So, oh. Oh, well, uh-oh. <laughs> no one remembers, and I doubt There's anyone. There's always more yeah. to say. I, that, that was, that was, I two, mean, that was clearly, I don't. That was two exactly. masters. At least two masters. <laughs> no, exactly. So uh, where can people find your you stuff? You can Mary? find me on my art at maryogle.com or on Etsy at eVisionArts. Oh, and can I get a, a quick shout-out to um, sure. Alex Kingston wrote a book called um, The Ruby's Curse, which is a river song book. If you haven't seen it, go on YouTube mm-hmm. and and uh, look for Penguin Books UK's channel. And uh, there are clips of Alex reading from the book and of her reaction to her favorite Doctor Who moments. And it is awesome. It is fantastic. Yep. It really it is. It is a wonderful video. That yeah. is awesome. Yeah, We'll absolutely. have a link up to it on the show notes. So definitely check that out. And of course, Mr. Mike Gordon. As always, it's my pleasure. Thank you, as always, my friend. And it's always great to see you guys. It's always great to be doing Facebook Live. Thank you for everyone who participated tonight. Thanks for everyone who watched us. And if anyone actually did watch us on YouTube, <laughs> thank you. It was our first foray into going up on YouTube. So, And folks at Hulanta, thanks. Enjoy the rest of the show. You got a lot of great stuff coming up still. So definitely check it out. Uh, we'll be back again in two weeks. You can find us, of course, at earthstationwho.com or anywhere fine podcasts are found. But we'll be back. We're going to look at Big Finish. And speaking of Alex Kingston, we're doing Woo-hoo. the 10th Doctor and River song, Big Finish. Woo-hoo. So that should be a lot of fun. So until then, on behalf of myself, Mr. Mike Gordon, Mary Ogle, Alan Seiler, and Dave Chapman, thank you, thank you so, so much. We will see you next time. Peace, and we are done. You have been listening to Earth Station Who, a bi-weekly pop culture podcast dedicated to all things Doctor Who, featuring talents from across the universe. All topics on the show are the sole opinions of the individual and are used for entertainment value alone. You subscribe to our podcast up on iTunes, Stitcher, or follow our blog at www.esopodcast.com. You can also follow us up on Facebook, Twitter, or Google+. If you enjoyed the show, please leave feedback up on iTunes. Welcome to Dr. Geek's Laboratory. Hello, everyone. 
Dr. Geek here with a shout out to all the scientists who worked tirelessly to bring a COVID-19 vaccine into reality. And let's face it, creating something of this magnitude is a miracle worthy of Dr. McCoy himself. And now, Dr. Geek needs you to do your part. Remember, each shot is one small step back to normal, one giant leap to putting the pandemic behind us. We can do this. For more information, visit vaccines.gov to find your nearest provider. Everyone these days could use a little support, and your friends at the ESO Network are no different with the ESO Network Patreon. The cool thing is, is when you help support us, it's you who will benefit. With four tiers starting for as little as 25 cents a week, you can listen to some of your favorite network podcasts early, hear exclusive content, maybe get some ESO swag, or even possibly take a shot at the geek seat. All you need to do is sign up at patreon.com backslash ESO Network. This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping for the Tee Public Store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Thank you.